Hello and welcome to the Power of Technology podcast by Dell Technologies. I'm Josh Abrams, and today we'll be talking more about sustainability, specifically in the world of biotechnology. Now, if you're like me, you probably don't give much thought to the backstory of the fruit and vegetables you eat at a restaurant or buy at the supermarket. I'm sure they lived a happy life on a farm out in the country somewhere, but (laughs) that's about as far as it goes, at least for me. Now, fortunately, there are people out there, like today's guest, who are focused on how to improve crops and, by extension, the food on our tables by leveraging technology. Joining us now is Eric Toussaint to tell us about what Keygene, based in the Netherlands, is doing to help plant breeders and researchers to help farmers and us. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Josh. (laughs) Great to have you here today. Now, listen, Eric, I'll admit, I was a little out of my depth when reading about Keygene in advance of our conversation. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, can you just give us a quick background on Keygene? Uh, yes. So we were founded uh, in 1989 by a group of uh, plant breeding companies. And those plant breeding companies decided that they should combine their strengths in order to keep up with multinationals. So you can imagine that these breeding companies were family businesses. Uh, pretty big companies in the breeding business, but still family-owned businesses. And they wanted to keep up in, in the in especially the biotechnology field with the bigger guys. And so they joined forces and they founded Keygene uh, to develop innovations they can use in their breeding program. Well, it's now 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago. We're with 150 people based in the Netherlands and in the USA and a guy in uh, in India. And we're still developing technology innovation that helps plant breeders around the globe. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to getting into that here today. Let's start with uh, how does Keygene's work contribute to reducing energy consumption within your own company and among farmers? Okay, well, let's start with our own energy consumption. We have a team here that's uh, called the Keygene Green Team. And that is keeping keeping a close eye on every possibility to reduce uh, uh, our own energy consumption. Well, logical steps like my office is having nowadays LED lighting. lighting. Uh, And uh, well, all those logical things still need to be implemented. And they're doing a good job to, to, to reduce our own energy consumption. On top of that, we also do some energy production, but that's relatively low compared to our energy consumption. You can imagine that with a greenhouse of over 1,000 square meters, yeah, it uses a lot of energy. And also all our computers, of course, also need a lot of energy. So that's for ourselves. And what we also do is we develop technologies, innovations that can be applied by breeders And those breeders will then develop varieties that, for instance, need less energy input. So think of a greenhouse grower who needs to have energy to let the crop crop grow properly. You can select varieties that need less energy. So that's where you could also see uh, our our knowledge and our innovation ending up at energy reducing the energy consumption at the far end at uh, the production of the of the plants. Okay, thanks, Eric. Um, 
you, you were just talking about a, one of the one or two examples there, but can you provide additional examples of the technology innovations employed by KeyGene to support plant breeders in developing sustainable crop varieties with reduced pesticide inputs? Yeah, so that's the, you could say there are loads of evidence there. At the, at the same time, uh, it's hard to uh, to really pinpoint to the varieties that contain those innovations that we developed. But our partners say, especially in the Netherlands, whenever you look at a tomato or another vegetable, there's key gene innovation in it. So when they have developed varieties with resistance against fungi, enabling plant growers to reduce the, the use of fungicides, then they may have used a trick that we have developed to make it easy for them to find the right plants and to follow the right plants in their breeding program. So you could say all those varieties with resistances against fungi, against insects that are on the market right now, especially in vegetables and developed by our partners, you could say there is innovation by KeyGene in it. Though it is hard to pinpoint what technology is in it, especially since uh, our partners not make clear what they use where, right? Well, I can tell you that the technologies we develop are really uh, exciting. And I can give an example from our own work there. So we have a banana breeder. He's from Colombia. And uh, in 2018, we decided that the knowledge that we have at KeyGene, all those technologies, all those innovations, it would be a shame when we would not use that to help the banana world. And why is that? Well, in the banana world, there's a big problem with uh, especially two diseases, uh, Panama disease and Black Sea Catoca. And uh, the Panama world, is, the, the, the banana world is really needing innovations there. And it's very difficult to breed banana varieties. In fact, there's not a proper breeding company around the globe. So we thought, well, we have so much knowledge. Let's explore the possibilities to develop those resistant varieties ourselves. We are not a plant breeder, but we've got all those technologies. So we invested for several years, hired a, a freshly uh, PhD uh, graduated uh, plant breeder from uh, Wageningen University Research. And he started to research together with all those technology brilliant guys and girls of Kijin. And thanks to all that knowledge and innovation, he is now able to breed varieties of banana with resistance against those two varieties in a period of, say, five to 10 years, uh, instead of 30 or 40 years, what it would be without those innovations. So you can imagine, the, uh, his name is Fernando. Fernando is very enthusiastic about the fact that he can do this within KeyGene because he has all those brilliant minds and all the technology available. And we are now collaborating with, with a lot of partners to, to develop those varieties resistant to uh, Panama disease and Black Sea Catoga. So that's a clear example how it works. Excellent. Okay. And I'm just curious uh, with this banana example. So, I mean, this was developed for a specific group or organization was that then expanded out regionally or is that still just to that for that one yeah, that's a good PG question customer yeah, that's a good question so we started out without any customer or without any paying partner 
we just thought our knowledge and our expertise in DNA, in data science is so valuable, it would be a shame when we would not uh, say, hey, can we help? But then, yeah, you need to make clear to the world that there is perspective. And like I said, in Banana, there is not a real breeding company. So there is not a breeder we needed to convince. We needed to convince the banana business to step into banana breeding. So that's a, a, a huge step, right? So that's why we did our research first for several years, paid by ourselves. And now we work together with several firms, a part of, uh, for instance, Chiquita, a well-known, uh, uh, a broadly known uh, uh, banana company uh, to develop these varieties. In what ways does Keygene's technology innovation enable plant breeders to develop crop varieties that promote sustainable consumer choices? Oh, that's a good question, Josh. Well, I'm thinking of is, is the protein shift. Perhaps you've, know, you've heard about this protein transition that people around the globe say it would be better when we eat more plants and less meat. Because in order to get meat, we need plants. So it would be more efficient and more environmentally friendly, more green, whatever. It's more sustainable when we would use plants more and less meat. Right, and we're cutting we out have... the middleman basically, right? It's that's right. plants to people. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. To kick out this step and, and use valuable plants with good proteins for consumption by humans. Well, there's a bit of a problem there because the crops that are typically suitable for that, like field beans, uh, they got out of interest of plant breeders decades ago because those crops were not crops where you could gain say money on your investment there was hardly any demand for new varieties so you could say the, the breeders in 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 these crops are lagging behind and so what we are trying to do is to to uh, uh say support the breeding with dna technologies uh breeding technologies to speed up the breeding progress, be, process because they've got a lagging of say 50 years. They're behind 50 years. So we want to help them to be able to really use all those innovations that are nowadays perfectly normal in tomato and in cucumber and in cabbages. But the plant breeders in, uh, in field beans are not able to use them yet. So we are there now stimulating together with a lot of partners to, to get this, this thing moving. And a bit like in Banana, we're working together with not just the breeders, but also with other partners in the chain. So also with, for instance, chefs. Okay, so you're going right going right to the chefs. I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of farm to table perhaps. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yes, yeah. Okay, so shifting a little bit now more to the technology side, uh, how does Keygene utilize AI and computer vision to monitor crop growth and select optimal plants, thus enhancing the speed and efficiency of their research processes? With AI, we develop new ways to phenotype plants, or in other words, uh, judging what the plant does from the outside. Genotype is about the genes. Phenotype is what it looks like, what it tastes like, how it grows, and that kind of things. And we, the, the, one of the first things we did with AI was to, to get 
the, the, the phenotyping process better. And I must say that the, 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 say this computer vision is already here at Kiji for, for, for decades. Uh, AI is, of course, pretty new. And I can tell you that my expectation is that in five years from now, or maybe less, AI will be part of almost any research project aiming at technology innovation for crop breeding. So yeah, that, that's a, an amazing field. And, and I could, could give you an example of, an, of a combination. And it is, um, there's a difficulty when a plant breeder wants to select plants with resistance against insects. You know, insects start out with an egg, then they are a larvae, then they are an adult. Well, you can use computer vision to do that. What we used mm -hmm. to do, or what breeders used to do, they took pictures of leaves that were infected with insects. You could say, yeah, inoculated with insects. And after several days, they counted the number of eggs, counted the number of larvae, counted the number of pupae, and so on. It's a hell of a job. And AI can help there. So in computer vision, formally, people would measure all those things and put that into the algorithm. So all those measuring needs to be done by human beings. And then hopefully the algorithm will help you. No, what we now did was just supply 50 pictures of different leaves from different genotypes of different types of tomato plants with eggs, with larvae, with pupae. And we scored them on beforehand. What, what was it? Gave those to the computer. And after that, the computer was able to tell what the number of larvae was, what the number of pupae was, and so on. So you can imagine a, a, a work that would be a full week would now take only almost, say, two hours or something like that. So that's, that's amazing. And, and it's stupid work, Josh. It's, it's really doing all that counting. I, I can tell you, you need a lot of coffee. And just before coffee, my counting is poor. And after coffee, my counting is better. Uh, happily, the computer is But it's still is not different. perfect, right? No, no. Well, <laughs> the computer is not perfect either, but right. it's not depending on coffee. <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> okay, Eric, final question. Um, how does Dell Technologies help Keygene drive and maintain its sustainable operations? Yeah, that brings us to the first question, Josh. Uh, what does Keygene do for, for its own sustainability? And of course, we want to use the best computers, the best other hardware, and still we also keep an eye on sustainability of those things. And uh, the, the toys, I call it a toy, but I've, I've been trained in science, so I think I'm allowed to call them toys. Those toys we bought, we bought them because also because the energy consumption is less and, and the, the, the space consumption is less. So you could think of a reduction of more than 50% compared to the old configuration. So, and well, we have quite some of those toys. Okay, so uh, so those computers and the other equipment and solutions you're getting from Dell Technologies is helping to reduce your carbon footprint, right? It's a little bit more environmentally friendly and it's also helping with all that processing power that you need for uh, the AI, the computer vision and so on? Yes, and I can tell you, we are very selective. We only choose the best things. And yes, we keep an eye on, on sustainability, uh, but I'm afraid that our scientists really need and deserve 
to get the best uh, equipment uh, available because they are they are doing cutting edge research so i think it's 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 fair to supply them with the best technology available and it's good to have a reduction of energy use right absolutely yeah that's what it's all about <laughs> Well, Eric, you know, uh, first of all, thank you again for joining us. And I just want to say, you know, with, you know, with all the environmental challenges that we're facing globally, right, Keygen's ability to leverage technology to improve crop yield and quality is more important than ever. Thanks for the compliment, Josh. Okay. Thanks, Eric. And again, folks, uh, for our listeners, to learn more about Keygen, visit keygen.com. That's K-E-Y-G-E-N-E.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Technology podcast. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service. Future episodes will feature a wide variety of topics, including healthcare, farming, and AI. Oh, and in case you missed our first sustainability topic, be sure to check out episode 87, featuring New York City's Billion Oyster Project. I'm Josh Abrams, and we'll see you next time on the Power of Technology.